Hey guys, you're listening to Two Peas in a Podcast with Shay and Dan. And today we've got quite a discussion on the cards. So, first up, we're going to be talking about manliness. What does it mean to be a man? And is there like a perception that men have to adhere to? What are your thoughts? So my my kind of reason for this is, you know, men always have this idea that you have to be very masculine. You can't like certain bands or do certain things. And I fall into the middle category, I think, because there's like masculine sort of like, you know, very alpha male. And then you have like very feminine men. And I'm like, yes. I'm on the borderline. I'm like, I like a lot of manly stuff, but I also like to explore other avenues. <laughs> so for example, you know, I like a bath, candles, you know, yeah. have, a, have a beer to man things up a little bit. Oh, definitely a beer. Definitely a beer. Sometimes a wine, depends on what's in the fridge. But, yeah. you know, I sit there, I line the bathroom timers with the bubbles going around me, spa music playing. I'm there thinking, if any guy saw me right now, I would be judged. And that kind of frightens me. And I'm thinking it shouldn't have to frighten people. And I'm, you know, where does it stem from? You know, what do you do? What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I don't think a bar falls into that category. I think that's not, not too bad. You're relaxing, you know, taking some time out for yourself. But at the same time, I think it also depends on what else you're doing. I think there are certain things where it's like, oh, what do you mean? What I else know, you should doing? be doing that. I mean, just you know, if you're, you know, certain things that you may not perceive as manly. Yeah. I can't think of anything right now, but there was a time I, I, um, my wife and I, I can't remember if it's like an anniversary or something. We was in the bath together, trying to have like a romantic you know, bath time together. The candles were on. It's quite nice. It's not a long bath. So you're trying to, you're squeezing in a little bit. Um, and she's got all these like products that I'm just like way over my head, like face masks and scrubs and like some, uh, what is it like stuff for the bags under your eyes? I don't know if there's a word mm. for it, but they just, I'm like, what is all this magic? And she, she had this face mask. I think she had it as part of a gift as um, like, I don't know, Christmas or something from, from work. And she gave me the face mask and I was like, how does it work? What do I do? And she was, it was like her, for her, she's like teaching a child what to do. It's just like, you put it on your face, Dan. You spread it around, leave it on for like, I don't know, 10 minutes or something. And you rinse it off. And I was like, oh, okay. So I gave it a try. I'm sat there feeling like a, a Muppet with this mask on my face. And you're afraid to talk because the moment you move your face, it all crinkles up and it's only like a small, it looks like a little pancake thing <laughs> sort of sits in your mm. face. And I'm sat there thinking, this is the girliest thing I've probably, one of the most girliest things I've ever done. But is it considered girly taking care of yourself? Because it's essentially what you're doing, you're taking care of your skin. Yeah, but these are things that guys don't normally do. Yeah, but it's also things that guys probably should be doing. And not just for themselves, but for you know, their partner or future partner. Would you have the whole bath, bubbles, candles, yeah, spa music, yeah, face mask? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, that's what I mean. It kind of depends on what 
what things you're talking about. See, I don't really consider any of that less manly because you're taking care of yourself. Okay, that's fair enough. And females appreciate that sort of thing. But there were things like um, chick flick movies, you know. I love a good chick flick. I think this, this, well, I do as well. And that's kind of, the, this is what I mean. Like when you, when I was in primary school, you know, you're trying to find out who you are and you, you don't want to be the kid that yeah. gets picked on. And at the time, there were uh, Spice Girls had just started their career and I heard their music. <laughs> Hang on, before you start jumping on this shit, actually, go on, yeah, go, go ahead. Mate, I went to go see Spice World in theatres when I was a kid. I I've not even shit. seen that, so... <laughs> it was I great. You take that one. But again, you know, when I was at school, Spice Girls had just come out. Um, I'd heard them on, on TV or something and I, I was oh, like, this is, this is quite good, I like this. Of course, because they were a girl band, you go to school and you go, oh no, I don't like the Spice Girls. I'm, that's a girl band. I don't know the girls like those. And then, and then it gets to the point where everyone starts liking them and you go, actually kind of, yeah, I, I did like them the whole time. Yeah, but I like them for obvious reasons. You know, people, I don't care what other people think. I think it depends on the individual, what certain things you like. I think that's a little bit different. I mean, it's different if you start dressing up like the Spice Girls. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, that. that's a different story. That's a different story. <laughs> But if you're do just you, going because you enjoy it, then. Do you fine. remember, do you know Atomic Kitten? Yes. Holigan was the chair. I love that song. Mate, I went to see him in, in the city near me. Really? Yeah. And after I mean, apparently that, the, I would like recently looked up the lead singer's Instagram. She can still sing. Yeah. And she doesn't look much older than she did when she came out. She's still gorgeous. Yeah. At the time, I remember saying to some of my friends, oh, I'm going to see Atomic Kitten, and they ripped the piss out of me. Looking back on it, it's... But this is what I mean. That's it's bad. like, maybe it is down to individuality, but like at the time, this is pre-social media, pre... You know, because I think social True. media just really helps a lot of people come out of their shell and meet other like-minded people. Again, not girly as such, but just another thing that I would consider embarrassing. Classical mm. music or, or particularly soundtracks for movies... I loved, I still love those, you know, I, I love listening to those things. But at school, that was like nerdy. It was like, you never, people don't listen to that. Yeah. Star Wars was like nerdy and geek and no one, you know, like that. I love Star Wars. But yeah. of course, you know, at the time you're trying to maybe, you know, you're trying to get a girlfriend, trying to be cool, be the cool kid. And, you know, you have to sort of live up to this sort of version of yourself that doesn't really exist. So I, mm. I really struggled with that. I struggled with, finding who I was until I suppose I went to college and I just changed and then started to not give a shit so much. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think a lot of it is like school stuff and Mm. it can kind of convert as you become an adult. Yeah. Like, you know how like work colleagues may judge you over certain things, but I think it just comes back to like you knowing yourself, being comfortable with you being the way that you are. I, I, even now, I still struggle with being comfortable. Yeah. There's, um, for, for example, the first thing I can think of right now is like when you're in the car blasting some music out, you know, I'm going down the motorway. It's, it's absolutely fine here because you're driving quickly and stuff. And I can just have a nice sing song to myself and all that kind of stuff. But then hmm. in slow moving traffic, you know, the music gets turned down a bit because sometimes the music I listen to, <laughs> you know, it could be from a musical, for example. And I'm like, yeah, I could, I, I just feel uncomfortable people. Knowing. I know what you mean. So it, it's never really gone away. It's just siphoned off into different areas, I think. Yeah, I've done that a few times. 
because I'll be listening. It might be like a like a real like slow song. I'm like I'm gonna turn this down a little bit while I'm at the light. As soon as we drive off, turn it back Stuck up. up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I mean. It's like you know manliness. Do as men, we feel the need to always have this masculine approach to a lot of things. And I think deep down, every guy perhaps has their own feminine side, some more than others. And I I think mm. you know with, with the advent of social media, everyone's sort of finding more about themselves or finding more people like themselves. I think people are being more open about who they are. And I think maybe the next generation of children, you know, who are growing up, they won't have to feel like this and they can be more independent and more individual as they, you know, as they, as even as children. And the great thing about social media is that we we're able to become influencers and being true to ourselves, doing our own thing. We kind of separate ourselves from the rest of the crowd Mm. But the difference between us and that crowd is that they're too scared to, you know, be 100% themselves, putting themselves out there. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, social media can help when it comes to that sort of thing. Because there's like all different kinds of like, you know, influences, just using that as an example, mm. where you could pretty much find every type of person out there. Yeah. And there's people that love them for being the way that they are. And equally, there are people who hate perceived. them as well, but that's just part of yeah, life. Yeah. Everyone. It's just a part of life. It's just life. I've got to say, actually, it's, it's really helped me with confidence doing what I do on YouTube. I mean, you know, you start yeah. talking to a camera and doing reaction videos and you think that's as far as it goes, but then you start, you know, responding to people, meeting people, flying yes. out to the Philippines and doing all the shit that we do. It's just like, okay, would Dan from five years ago stand on stage in front of celebrities and thousands of people? Probably not. Is that an award? Probably not. Because I know... I know I wouldn't. It's terrifying. It still it scares me still. But I remember we were looking back on the vlogs where they're like, oh my God, we've got this opportunity and we're shitting ourselves. But we did it. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed that evening. But yes. I yeah. think social media and um, just having a platform and a community sort of surrounding me has helped me become more me. And I love that. I have moments where I still feel embarrassed about certain things, but you know, I'll post, I've posted an Instagram photo before me in the bath, just enjoying a chilled evening. And I wouldn't have done that before. Cause I, I don't Fine. care. It's, and I'm sure your audience appreciates those posts. <laughs> don't worry. My knob's all covered over. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the whole manliness thing. See, even the things that you've listed that you're somewhat conscious about, I don't really see them as, making you appear to be this manly. That's nice of you to say. But, you know, because, like I yeah, said, chick flicks. I don't see them. What's that? Chick flicks. You know, I love fine. a good rom-com. One of my favourite films fine. is Love Actually. I do love that movie. Who's in that again? Pretty much every British actor. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. I know the one. Yeah. 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 I love a good spa day. You know, I, I love going to, I don't go often, but I, I do really enjoy it when I go. You know, you have the, the whole massage thing going on and there's jacuzzi and classic. See, I've never done that. I've never done that, but I, w- I wouldn't say no. On that subject, and uh, it's a nice little segue to another, another topic entirely, but uh, I have to say massages, if, it's, if, if they're good, I can't help it. It's a, little exci- good, it's, a good? Little, it's a little exciting. <laughs> I can imagine. 
<laughs> I had, I went to, um, I went to America once to do some work. I was in San Francisco and then I went to um, Michigan. Two different flights, obviously, and it's just a, quite a week-long trip, basically, uh, to do all that. And because I had a bag full of lighting and cameras and it's quite it's quite heavy going. So by the time I got to my last destination, I was like knackered, you know, my back was aching. And I thought, I'll treat myself to a massage. So I, I booked a massage with a nearby, you know, reputable company that had good reviews. And I thought, all right, let's give this, this a shot. And I don't know what possessed me. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling the story. I don't know what possessed me. But I just thought, okay, if it's going to be the massage, it has to be, you know, all or nothing kind of thing. So no, normally they strip, you, you take your clothes off and you just keep your underwear on. But I, I took the, it all came off. I was just like <laughs> stark bollock naked on this bed. And uh, they started working on me. It's all, it's all nice. And my, my back was good and my arms and my legs. It's the legs that get me. Because they start like massaging your leg and, and sort of running and like the, the thumbs upwards. And you, you know you're down there. But you and, and you can feel like a little tingle down there, but you're not quite sure how much you've grown. Yes. So as they're running their hands, you're thinking, any moment now it's gonna make contact. And they get as far as like you think they're like practically up your ass crack, but they they're not. And it just feels so like it, I would say sensual, but it's not it, obviously enough to them, it's just a fucking job, right? But for me, it just yeah. it, it feels like I'm being felt up <laughs> and I can't help it. I just get a little bit. So, so if you're a masseuse watching or listening to this podcast and we happen to run into each other in the Philippines or wherever and. Preferably. I, right. Yeah. And you know, you happen to uh, give me a massage. I do apologize for uh, my other part. You know what? You can apologize. I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> and I expect you to do your job. <laughs> <laughs> Shay wants the happy ending. I mean, it's part of the experience, isn't it? <laughs> not in my experience, it's not. <laughs> so recently, you had an oil change on your car. Oh, God. What, what, tell me, yes, why did, I did. what did you feel needed an oil, an oil change? Is it, is uh, it? The notification went off on the car. Okay. On the dash. So, yeah. So I actually originally... I was like, let's do a quick search and see if we can do it ourselves. Looked on YouTube, looked easy enough. So I got the oil, I got the oil catcher, I even got an oil filter. And then I tried to do it myself and then I couldn't get the actual bolt underneath the car off. Even so, with the so, so tools that I had. One. Yeah. That was problem number one. <laughs> and then I, I, I just keep trying and trying like... Because I thought well, maybe if I just try a little bit harder, turn it, nothing was moving. So I was like, fuck it, we'll go get some more tools tomorrow. So I got some tools and even with the tools, couldn't get it off. So I was like, well, fuck this. I ended up looking online, someone that could do it at the house. Just because of working and all that, I don't want to go to see a mechanic and then wait hours on end just for them to do the car. Mm. So I had someone come over after work, I actually finished work early so they can get it done. And the guy happened to be Filipino. They showed up to the house. Wow, what are the I could tell that? straight away by his, I could tell straight away by his accent that he was Filipino. 
So, well, did, so did he? Was he? Did he move over to Australia then, or was he just Filipino descent then, and, and lives over here? Yeah, he moved over to okay. Perth. So he'd been in Perth a little bit less than I had been. I think he said 2013. Not entirely sure, but yeah, he'd been here a while. And we had a bit of a chit-chat. <laughs> and I asked him, would he ever go back to the Philippines? And he said no. <gasps> he said he loves his life here. Actually, he lived in, I think he said Dubai, doing oh, wow. the same line of work. So he lived there for a few years as well. He hadn't been back to the Philippines. I think it was like 20 years or something. Oh my More than 20 God. years. Yeah, like over half his life. So if he's only been in Perth for like... I think... No, no, he... I think he lived in Dubai. And I'm not sure if he moved back to Perth straight away, if he went back to the Philippines and then came back. Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's visited since the whole move. Mm. But he hasn't lived in the Philippines for over 20 years. Ah, okay. What reasons did he give, if any, for not wanting to move back? I'd say I mean, one of the main reasons is money. And I think he just loves what he does for a living. It's being yeah. a mechanic. But oh. <laughs> So you're there going, oh, have you heard of me? <laughs> um, yeah, that, well, I can't remember how it came about, but mum was with your two present. Pieces of podcast mug going, oh, this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> mum was also present. And I don't know, we're talking about, Filipino songs. I think I asked him what his favorite Filipino song was, and he brought up the whole. Uh, oh no! I asked him what his favorite artist was, and it was Regine Velasquez, <laughs> your queen. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I know Regine. He was so amazed that I knew what OPM music was, and that I'd been. Oh, he brought up the whole Ogie, and he started talking about their their life. Like he knows a lot of details about their life as most Filipino fans do. Mm -hmm. And I told him that I actually met Ogie that one time at ASAP. Yeah. And then he's just like, he was just like, out. He's like <laughs> how, how did you meet him? When, where? And then I think mum dropped the whole YouTube thing about me vlogging. Cause he also brought up like people that he watches on YouTube, people that I should check out. And then mum said, yeah, that's what he does. And he's like, you're a vlogger. And then all this information started spilling out. I gave him one of my cards. And then, <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. Yeah, and then he wanted to look it up there on the spot. So I showed him. We watched my Philippines season five trailer. And he's just amazed at like all these celebrities that he's seen. And then he and then that just set him off. He started talking about uh girls in the Philippines. Filipinas. Oh yes? Because he, he asked if I had a partner. I said, no. Happily single. single. <laughs> <laughs> and then he started talking about how Filipinas are the, the perfect life partner. Like they, they'll do anything for you. They're the most loyal, good, good cooks. And they will take care of you as in take care of this. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Because he wasn't, he wasn't discreet about it. No. He was just saying like, he used all the terminology and everything. I'm just like, mate, my mum is right here. <laughs> what are you doing to <laughs> oh, me? God. I feel so uncomfortable right now. 
was I, it was fine us talking about it, but once mum came into the shit, I'm like, no. No, please fucking stop. Jesus. And I was just, I just sat there. I didn't even, I stopped talking. I just said, this man, just keep going. I just looked at mum. I was like, oh, fuck. She's learning it all. <laughs> That's why Shay keeps going back. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I was just, yeah, just trying to play it off. I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I just stopped talking. I'm like, mate, just uh, let him get it out. Get it out brilliant. and fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Finish the car. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but he's actually, his name's Archie. He's my new go-to mechanic. Oh, so nice. when my my car needs a service next time, I'll give him a, give him a text and good to go. And he's talking so, to his yeah. mates like, oh, you know, this celebrity vlogger from Perth. He, yeah, oh, but he knows where I live. He knows where I live. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the partly why I didn't really want to say anything. I was just like, yeah. I like to be careful, especially. You know, it's weird eh? how, like, you you know, the Philippines and everything we've done and do there, it's kind of like, it is on the channel as well. It is like having two lives running parallel. And yes. it's weird when it kind of blends a little bit, like it has in that situation like when it that world kind of bleeds over into into yours really yeah because I don't mind doing like certain vlogs with my friends because if they're going to be my friend they need to know this about me yeah and them being my friend they know if we're doing something fun if if you're at my house and I feel like vlogging while I'm half pissed well we're going to vlog and you're going to be in it (laughs) and that's just how it's going to (laughs) be but once it yeah, when it's like a stranger and I start, they're basically at your house, you kind of want to keep the two separate. Even I'm going to have a new boss soon at work, so I'm going to try and keep it separate. Yeah. So I try, I try and keep the two, but sometimes, yeah, it's hard. They cross over. Like I like to keep what I do online in the Philippines. Mm. And this is something that's like the Barrio Fiesta. That's okay because it's out in public. Yeah. But it's also, even though it's on home turf, it is still, it's still, I find that strange still because it's like, I'm in the Philippines, but I'm not. I'm enjoying the food, but I'm not in the Philippines. I'm seeing the people, but I'm not in the Philippines. It's it's strange, yeah. eh? And when I'm vlogging, I feel like I'm in the Philippines. Right. Yeah. I had exactly the same experience. As soon as, as I get home, here. as soon as I get home, we're not in the Philippines. I'm editing this video. It's like I'm in the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's mad. It's weird. It's, it's, it's great though, the fact that they can make it feel so homely for the Filipinos. Yeah. And, you know, it's maybe as a... We've been to the Philippines, we know, we've experienced it, but for many people who maybe haven't been, maybe who have partners who are Filipino who went to the barrio, they might just not realise how close to home, I suppose, it is for Filipino. Unless mm. they've been... I guess is what I'm trying to say. And for us being at these sorts of events in our hometowns, we're more in tune with ourselves in the Philippines. Mm. Like it's like our, getting that it's, version of ourselves. It's getting your Filipino fix without having to spend the money to go there. Yes, isn't it? I mean, I, it's you're lucky because it's you know Australia's case of coronavirus is is quite small or quite low, I guess, in Perth. Our barrier this year has been cancelled. So, you know, if it was if it was go, if it was on, I'd I'd definitely go. 
So you're quite lucky you got to experience that. It's the first one as well in Perth, isn't it? First one, and I've got, there's a local concert coming up, uh, local Filipino singers. Oh, nice. So I think tickets only like 35 bucks. I think it's at a church though, but it doesn't look like a church. It looks like a proper like a venue for just concerts. So I'm thinking of going. Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of the singers that were at Barrio will be performing there. So I think I'm going to, I'll ask Mr. Whippy, see if he wants to go. Yeah, yeah. That'd be nice actually. Yeah, get some local talent. And because yeah. he knows one of the singers too. That's true. So It'd be good if you actually get to sort of get more involved with some of these artists because they'll have I know, but no, I realise like none of them know who I am. Not that they should know who I am, but they don't, I don't think, they, they don't know who I am, so they don't know what I do and what I could actually do for them. Which I think can work to your advantage because if it's a good talking point and it's a good way to connect with people. And I think if they start seeing you around more often, like if, if they're performing at different venues, True. different dates, and they keep seeing you, you know, you're not just a random, you know, craze in the corner there. You, you're yeah. a genuine person with, with a purpose. And I think that might help encourage them to, to, to do more with you. The thing I've noticed about attending some of these things and being a part of the, the groups on Facebook, they stay very close to each other. So they kind of, I don't know if they let many like outsiders in, mm. into the whole circle. Cause I noticed it's just strictly for the Pino at this point. I even reached out to one of the organizers who's been organizing all of these concerts and they never got back to me. I don't want to keep reaching out to them either. If they're not going to get back to me about yeah. certain things as well. Same for the artists that perform. I don't want to, I don't want to take their route again. Although I may have to try and maneuver my way in there. But yeah, I think you're right. If I just show up and I mean the fact that you got Mr. Whippy who knows somebody, that's that's kinda of like your way in, really. Yeah. But I don't feel like I should need Mr. Whippy for a way in. No, but it you know, it doesn't hurt to help anyway. He just happened to work with one of the singers. So maybe we'll see. Shall we talk about virginity? Sure. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want me to just tell my story? Or did you want to? Sure. Talk? Yeah, okay. If you'd like to share with us, Dan, I'm not going to say no. I'm an open book, mate. I'll, um, you know, I'm, I might be a quiet person to meet, but, you know, you ask me anything, I'll probably tell you the truth. Uh, so That comes back to being Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> exactly. You got nothing nice to say, don't say it. <laughs> so, virginity. Yes. What, what an interesting story that was. Uh, you imagine being in the moment, hands resting around the body, you know, romantic dinners. Yeah, I got none of that. In fact, the more I think about it, the more cringy my experience was because... Like I've said in previous podcasts, you know, I've never been a popular kid at school. So getting a girlfriend was like a rarity for me. Um, I, I would have school. never guessed it. <laughs> really? I can't tell if you're taking the piss or not. <laughs> <laughs> so I left school, got into college. And before I started college, I'd met up. Um, I was, it's funny, actually, it's a bit of a backstory to this. I was look. Facebook had been a, a new thing that's come out. And I was looking at people that I used to go to primary school with because I hadn't seen for five or six years. And I got chatting to uh, one girl who I used to go out with, funny enough, 
<laughs> the one girlfriend I had in primary school. And at the time I was chatting to her on MSN, classic app there. MSN. MSN. Oh, mate. I know. Those yeah. were the good old days. They were the best days. They if you were. weren't on MSN, you weren't my friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically. So I got to chatting with this, this girl again and just sort of like catching up. And at the time, one of her friends was around her house. So we exchanged details and turns out we got a lot in common and we both chatted about movies that we both loved, but neither of us had seen. So we thought, okay, we'll make a day of it. There's a bit Wait, of flesh. Wait, say again. Uh, movies you both loved, oh, but the so, other person hasn't seen. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, you're talking about a movie that you haven't seen, but you love. Yeah, know, so, yeah so it's stuff that we, yeah. Um, so we, we were like, okay, we need to make a day of this and we can just show each other different films that we love and that. And there was um, there's a bit of flirting going on bit of an attraction like you know you get the sense of that texting and stuff so we met we we met up this one day oh i should probably say she had a boyfriend at the time as well which is kind of funny uh they didn't stay together for very long after that i will add um given the topic of the topic of this podcast i suppose it makes sense that they wouldn't be together anyway hmm. so we had this day together. We I went back to a house and we just literally film after film. We must have binged for about, I don't know, seven or eight hours or something, just watching movies. That's a long just, time. It's a long time. It's a lot, of, a lot of movies. I can't recite any of the films, to be honest. Sounds like a lot of other things too. <laughs> I can't really remember what happened um, other than, because I think we I must have been in her room or something. And we just, I was lying on the bed and you know, sort of, sort of hold, hold hands a bit and then you start kissing a little bit and, you know, things got a bit friendly. Um, but that's not when I, when the whole virginity thing got lost that day. So that's the little backstory. That's how I met her. And we were sort of like, we weren't properly going out. We weren't a couple, but we were sort of like, I suppose, friends of benefits, but the benefits were quite minor at the time. And then, you know, she was a virgin, I was a virgin. We're going into college, meeting new people. We're, he- we're heading into college, I should say. We're like, you know, a few months off that. You wanted to ask a question? Are you sure she was, though? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Sometimes people just say that, you know. Okay. Well, if she wasn't, then then she wasn't. But as far as I was as aware, she was. So, yeah, skip forward a few weeks, months, whatever. Um, and we're thinking, you know, meeting new people in college, we don't want to be in, inexperienced. And at this point, sure. up until that point, we'd done pretty much everything else other than the full hog. Like, so we thought we might as well just get out of a system, just get it done. And then, you know, kind of using each other, I suppose, in that respect as like a bounce board of just ticking off the list. So we'd arranged a day to meet up. And at the time... We couldn't go back to her place for whatever reason. Like we couldn't go back to my place for whatever reason. Probably because parents or something, you know. Um, I can't believe this. Mm, oh. We'd arrange. Oh, mate. Just yes. the whole premise of it just sounds cringeworthy. But, you know. Oh, but it sounds good, mate. It sounds good. My nan had offered to to go back to her place. She would be out for the day, so we'd have her place to ourselves. And she was like, you won't go through with it, though, because if you're meeting it, meeting up just for that purpose, it's, the moment's not right, it's just a bit, you know, it won't, it won't happen. Hmm. So we went to my nan's, and thankfully she wasn't there. 
and me and this girl were just sort of watching TV and we knew what we were there for and it was just awkward. We were watching some shit on the TV that we would never watch and have no interest in, but you're just watching it kind of awkwardly, you know, and we were like, so let's, uh, let's get down to it then. And we, you know, it's just, oh my God, it was dog shit awful. But what was, was so awful about it? There was, there was no, it wasn't romantic. It was at my nan's place. It was... There was no foreplay. There was no working up to it. It was just kind of like, get your clothes but off. did you feel good? Did you feel good? I, it was okay. I didn't feel, I felt. Like a man? Manly? No, I, I sort of felt. Used? Abused? <laughs> like it Unfulfilled? Just, I, like I knew it was going to be good. But yeah, it was just because, like I said, there was no foreplay or anything. It wasn't like, that's <laughs> a bit too much information for you guys listening, I suppose. So apologies for what you're about to hear. But things weren't exactly lubed ready, you know. It was just a bit on the dry side uh-huh. and things chafe a little bit. And we weren't using the bed, uh-huh. just in case you're wondering, because it was my nan's bed. It just felt weird. So you're on the floor, you're getting carpet burns and, <laughs> you know, it's just a bit of an, un- an uncomfortable experience. There you go. That's what it was. Unorthodox. Yeah, that was the first time. And then to make it worse, the condom that we used split as well. So it just kind of made the whole experience oh, just leave a bit of taste in your mouth, you know? It, everything oh, got, yes. it was all okay. And, you know, we, I think that's what made it more awkward. It was awkward beforehand. It was awkward during. It was definitely awkward afterwards. And, uh, yeah, after that, we had to kind of obviously take the, the well, she she took the morning after pill and, and that was that. And I didn't see her again. <laughs> Not because of, <laughs> I hope it wasn't just because of that, but we just, it just felt mutually right that that's, we'd fulfilled our sides of the Agreement. bargain. Yeah. And, and that was it. Oh, so that was my awkward first time. You know what? I don't think it's that bad in comparison to, I guess there's a lot of people out there probably had much worse experiences for the first time. I'm quite keen, actually. If you're watching on this on YouTube, um, do leave us a comment in below. Just, I'm, I'm really curious as to <laughs> feel 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 free to leave as much detail as you want. We won't judge. I mean, oh, yes. I just, I've just spilled my guts out on how I lost my virginity. <laughs> yes, very willingly, willingly, willingly too. I, I will have to say though that was my first time. I have, you know, much better experiences. Even just the second time, that was a I would whole, hope so. Mate, my second time, that was the another memorable time. experience. Hey. I, I can't believe it. So my first time, I was a bit dog shit, as I've just uh, touched upon. My second time was a whole adventure. So at the time, was I going out with her? Yeah, I was going out with her. Oh, so this is this of is course college you were. So we were shooting. I'm, I, was, I did a media course, a filmmaking course at college. So there was me, my, my my two friends, a guy and a girl, and we were shooting this short film for, for college. And we needed a, an actress to play one of the characters, and we'd run out of people in our group. So one of our the, the girlfriend in the group, she knew somebody who different college, but she who was sort of studying drama and stuff. So uh, we all sort of got together. And it was, I think it was like a horror film or something we were shooting. So we're in, we're in these woods in the local community 
And um, it was meant to be like some sort of like Blair Witch kind of thing. So we we took like a tent with us and everything, pitched the tent, started doing some filming and stuff. But the the girl who was playing the actress, I really got the hots for, but so did my friend. And the flirting was Ooh. quite intense, you know, that, that night. And people cottoned on quite quickly, like me and this girl, you know, the spark we had. And the guy got a bit pissed off with it all and... Um, yeah, there's a bit of like bitching behind people's backs. So it, long story short, everyone left but me and this girl and this tent and this camera gear. <laughs> no, we didn't shoot a porno, but we did use but the I tent. But I bet you wanted to. We, oh, I, I dread to think what we'd have captured. We went inside the tent and we just took all our clothes off and had some fun. That was a much better experience. That, that was good fun. We were both ready for that one. Usually is in a tent. But it's so funny. My first time was like on the floor at my nan's. And then the second time was like in a tent in the woods. Like where's the classic sort of bedroom scenario? It doesn't happen for a long while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got to take what you can get. Especially at, at age, a young age. I don't have my own place. You know, who does it like 16, 17, 18, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Just take it where you can. That's great. And I know everyone's probably like, well, Shay, it's your turn now. Yes. To be honest. I have find it very difficult to think back to my first time. Very difficult because I have no idea. But based on a lot of my previous experiences, I was definitely under the influence. And chances are I probably forgot who and where it happened. So were you on the... <laughs> how old are you then when, you, when that happened? If you can sort of best remember that. I'll say 16, 17. Roughly about then. Because okay. that's when I really started drinking. Like, it's always going out. <laughs> Just out of interest, what's the legal drinking age in Australia? Is it 21 or is it 18? No, no, it's not. Um, I actually don't know. It's definitely not 21. <laughs> you say think no. about it. I mean, this is back in, back in New Zealand. Oh, right, okay, yeah, that but, makes sense. I mean, it's just normal. Like, I think I was like third, fourth form. So I was about, yeah, f- about, I think it was about 14, 15 when I started drinking. Mate. Just like actual drinking, like legitimately. Like I would actually ask my parents because it's, it's better to be up, up front about it. My parents oh, were yeah. cool. They would, rather, they would rather give me the alcohol so they knew exactly what I was drinking rather than me getting it somewhere else. Yes. And because my parents would always, they would always have like beers left over, different alcoholic beverages left over from when they would go out every once in a while. So yeah. I'll just take a lot of the, I'd have like this cooler bag and I'll just, I'll be like, dad, can I take this one? Yeah. Can I take this one? No, put that back. Can I take this one? Yeah. <laughs> just keep filling it up. And That's every great. time I, cause a lot of our, a lot of my going out experiences kind of felt like clubbing in a way because each high school had their own hall that they'll hire out every weekend. So you could go to one hall to the next. So if one hall gets closed down, it's the school's hall. We'll all just go to another school hall mm-hmm. where everyone else is drinking and partying. So it's kind of, I felt like I've been clubbing for like the longest time. It's probably why I don't go out now because I've fucking, I've. Exhausted yourself of it. Exhausted myself of those, <laughs> those days. But that's how I started like meeting people and that sort of thing. And like blackout drunk and. Yeah, I think that was the first time I've seen uh, two females as well. 
it was, it was, it was outside and I was like, I was kind of buzzing to see all my schoolmates. It was like one of my first parties as well. And I was like, oh, first, hey, like, because I, I don't really talk to them. Some people I don't talk to at school and I just seen them and we're like, well, pissed. And then I turned my head and there was these two girls kissing. And granted, I was very, like, we're all the same age, like 15, 16. And my mind was just blown. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, back then it was all new, wasn't it? You didn't really hear yeah, about it. Yeah, it was one of my friends too from school, which was even more mind-blowing at the time. <laughs> It was just like, hey, we're just like, cheers to like all the boys. It was just like, watch these. It's fucking nice. ridiculous now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, a lot of my, that experience happened in those days. So I couldn't even tell you the finer details. Mm. No idea. Like I was literally going out every weekend. See, I came to that scene quite late. So I, cause I was always in relationships sort of went one, from one to the I other. Know. There wasn't much time. Because I was you're single. that type of guy. I'm that kind of guy. But yes. I, I missed out a lot on the clubbing scene and I came about it sort of in my early twenties, um, just going out with some friends like locally. We didn't, we could get, people used to go at that point into like main city centers and it'd be like proper, like, you know, proper clubbing stuff. These like small, small bars with music, shall we say. So it was, kind of yeah. a, a smaller club scene. And, you know, it's, I used to really enjoy just having a laugh and, and just being with my friends and that kind of thing. But it didn't really last very long because people, apart from those sort of guys, were were growing up and settling down anyway. And I was like, when I was single, I was at the point when they were in relationships, so they didn't go that often. So I kind of missed out on going out a lot with yeah. them. And then when I was in a relationship they'd either be single or they'd be out in relationships and people start drifting apart just naturally over time. So I kind of missed out on that. Even not the lads holiday and, you know, the classic, oh, you, you, you know, the picture you can see of people just getting sloshed in the street and, you know, yeah. some party place, and, you know, abroad and that, that was, I've never done that. So I haven't done that. You're, you're the closest I get to it. In the Philippines yeah, and, and I, you and I just having a drink. The thing is for, for me, for me, because I've lived that life so much, it's just one trigger for me. Like, give me a red horse bear and <laughs> yeah. I'm good to go. Like, let's do it. A bucket of red horse. A bucket, yes. A couple just, of buckets. Just get a bucket and, yeah, a couple of buckets. Bucket each. and uh, Yeah, because that, that sort of young. lifestyle was like a huge part of my life at one point. Mm. It's constantly drinking, going out. Because it's the only time I really got to see all my friends because that's all a lot of us really did mm. and look forward to in the weekend was drink. We'll meet up at someone's house, drink in the garage, play some, play some drinking games. So that sounds great. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, it sounds per- I mean, I'd, I'd love to still have that. I suppose the last night for me was the closest that got. Cause I, the thing get, is, you could, if you were to come over, you would be able to do that. Exactly that. Have pre drinks at the house, get pissed at, at home, go to one of the clubs. We can go to the club where Chad bounces at. Straight in there, straight to the bar, get some beers. Yeah, that sounds good, mate. Good tunes, females everywhere, good vibes. <laughs> yeah. We could even vlog it. <laughs> why not? Why not? Even yeah, some things are left and like unfilmed. Yeah. yeah, well, sometimes you just keep it for yourself anyway. I've got a lot of videos that I've never shared because I'm just that fucking drunk. Some recent too. <laughs> really? Very recent. Obviously not this year, but <sighs> I can say how long you that. drive for now. Since New Year's. 
New, New Year's Day. Wow. That's great, mate. I do have some beers in the fridge, but I can't drink right now. Not at the moment. I ran out of beers the other day. I'm not it, surprised, it was sad, mate. I'm not well, bloody we had, surprised. We had, right, because I haven't been drinking for ages, right? And it's when the sun comes out, because like I say, we're going into summer now. Um, for those who are listening now, it's, it's currently middle of June, just to give you an idea of when this podcast actually got recorded. The uh, the weather has been, been great this past couple of weeks. And to go from almost a nonstop downpour for most of, Ju- uh, for most of uh, May... Then to go into June and suddenly the sun, the sun just comes out. The vibe, honestly, everything's vibrant. The barbecues are out. The beers are flowing. It's just, it's such a good feeling. So I bought a load of beer and I drank them all. And now it's cloudy and raining again. So I don't miss it so much now. But it's when it's nice and sunny, sure. you go, God, yeah, I could do with a beer. Especially yeah, as I work from home, you know, can just lunchtime after, you know, when I'm at work and that during oh, the week. You're living the life, mate. Sit in the living garden the with a beer. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, see, that's nice, having a, a beer in the sun. In your, yeah. in your own home, in the garden. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's perfect. I went out for the first time last night. Um, I haven't been out for a meal for over a year. It's like pre-March. Oh, so it wasn't an actual going out for a drink. It was a meal and a drink. Meal and a drink, yeah, because the guy at work was leaving. He's been there for like seven and a half years. And um, yeah, it's, 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 he technically finished yesterday as well. So it was leaving to do that last night. And I was thinking, yeah, okay, it might be quite nice. And because, you know, the vaccines, have, I've had my vaccine, my first vaccine uh, beginning of May. So I was like, I don't mind going out so much now because I've at least had my first shot. Um and we, yeah, we had this sort of restaurant booked and it was honestly, it was so nice. Because you see a lot of people, we do a lot of our meetings online and it's it's okay, mm. it's it's fine, does its purpose, but you don't really get the social thing because when people, more than one person tries to talk on something like a you know, video conferencing thing, everyone stops to listen because you can't talk over each other. It, it, it just doesn't work. So you, you lose that social aspect. But then you go out as a team I think there's like 19 of us or something just sat around these tables and having, you know, food and drinks and had a, you know, cheeky pint as well. Um, it's just, it was so nice just to kind of chat to people outside of work and not talk about work. I got to know more about people and it was such a great, great evening. Um, but yeah, it's my first time in ages and I'm like, yeah, you know, we're nearly end of this pandemic in the UK anyway. We're, we're so close to the finish line. Second vaccines, mine's, I actually bought mine forward, you know, mine was supposed to be done the 17th of July. So I've got, I bought it forward to next Saturday, which is great. And, um, most second, you know, most people are in their second vaccines now. I think under 25s can now, well, basically every adult now mm. is now for the vaccine. So I think under 25s were, were left. So, you know, once that's all done, fingers crossed, we should be pretty much out of the woods. And get back to normal. I'm just so looking forward to being able to just go somewhere and not have to worry about everybody else or myself. One step closer. Yeah. Even I mean, we got to the point where we was, you know, up until last week, I think, when we'd go, this is how bad it was, we were going shopping, coming back home with our food and then wiping shit down, like with these, like, um, alcohol wipes, you know, the, bacterial wipes because you know mm. i had a friend who got covid from shopping this yeah because people maybe cough in the hands and touch stuff, you know transfers and that 
something as stupid as that. So we used to wipe stuff down every time and it used to take fucking ages. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> Sorry for my French guys, but it's just, it was so annoying to spend like an hour and a half or whatever it's shopping. You come back and you're unloading your car and you're unloading onto your floor and wiping stuff down and then packing it away. Your whole evening's just revolve around shopping. I hated it. My wife's been vaccinated, fully vaccinated since April. And I was like, you know what? Oh, well. I'm, the statistical chance of me getting COVID now is so low. I'm, I'm just fed up with that. So look, let's not, let's not wipe shit down and just try and get back to normal. So that's what we've, we've started doing now. What's that's that? good. April, May, June. 15 months to that's get a to a time. relatively normal mindset. Yeah. So last night was was very much welcomed. And I've said to the guys, you know, the more we can, maybe not so much the more we can do, but the, the, at least make it more frequent to, to go out as a team, just socialise and make most of it. It's weird having it taken away. You think you don't mind it so much, but it's not until you start getting back into it, you go, shit, yeah, you know. How have I survived this whole year? It's strange because I've had the option of, like, I've had a lot of freedom compared to other countries like yourself. But I still, I've still like kept myself, you know, besides work and like grocery shopping and just going out and buying shit that I need. I haven't been out as much, even though I have the freedom to do it. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm aware, like there's still a pandemic. There's still something going around. So I don't know if I've taken that for granted now that I'm hearing your story. But at the same time, I just, I don't want to be, you know, just out there all the time. And I, I suppose a lot of my- It's a smart move just to be vigilant still. Yeah. And just because of the whole not drinking and a lot of the time when I would go out would be alcohol involved mm. and just, you know, getting amongst and just mingling with people. But yeah, I think I'm actually slowly doing more of that now. Like getting back out there just because I see things are kind of easing up as well. Yeah. Even though things aren't that bad here to begin with. But I know like a lot of like vaccinations have been rolling out. Like my mum is fully vaccinated now. Mm-hmm. And I know it'd be only a matter of time before I get mine as well. So yeah, I think everyone's like heading towards the end goal. The whole in like the whole of the UK particularly, but um, I'm not sure about Europe, but the UK has just been on its knees with like industry, like travel industry is just on its knees. It's had government bailouts because all these planes yeah. and, you know, no passengers and they've got bills to pay, you know, for like the hangars and airport yeah. costs and God knows what goes into that. Hospitality, hotels on its knees, I know, restaurants. I- uh, venues yeah. like um, uh, like music venues or theatres, cinemas, everything's just been on on its knees. That's something I do miss is concerts because although we're able to go out and do all these things, artists can't fly here to perform or do any of that. There's been so many concerts that I wanted to go to but have been cancelled because they can't fly here because we end yeah. up going either into lockdown or we're not accepting travellers outside of Australia or if something's happening over on the other side, no one's allowed to fly into Perth. Mm. So yeah, that's one thing I'm definitely looking forward to. I do want to touch on OnlyFans though. 
Of course you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we keep coming back to the subject, but it's you. I know it's you. It's definitely not me. So, Dan, please share with us uh, your story or your plan of events that are about to unfold. Well, I was looking for another way of, of generating an income. You were trying TikTok, hashtagging it up and seeing how that was going to go. They only tried it for two days. It was all right. But back to your OnlyFans. It's, it's hardly a trial period in two days. Oh, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it wasn't even that. It's just I got busy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But it'll be interesting to see how that develops because I know the views on your videos have been quite good, actually. So Surprisingly. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. Really. It's fast. weird. But I, I, so my logic was TikTok can be quite time consuming, which you've just proved it. You mm. need to commit, you need to get all your videos and, you know. For what I was doing video. anyway, I was yeah. trying to find stuff throughout my vlogs. See, I wanted to figure out content that I could actually make rather than just recycling content as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of stopped because I'm like, fuck, what else can I offer? where it's, I can just record it on the spot. But you really have to, you have to think of stuff. You have to watch a lot of TikTok videos as well, which I don't have time to do. Yeah, so it's it's quite a, it's a commitment, isn't it? It's like, I'd be... I'm not fully committed to it, is what it is, yeah. Yeah. And I kind of felt the same with OnlyFans, because I, I tried it for a week, and I was like, okay, before I set out, what do I need to do? How am I going to do it? And, and sort of work work it out. The thing with, with OnlyFans is you can't really... You can announce it on YouTube and talk about it on YouTube. Um, but my... Just for those who don't know, OnlyFans is a plat- another platform where you can share photos and videos for a monetary... Or free. You can, you can do it free as well. Um, gain, basically. So people can subscribe to your channel and pay a set amount, like Patreon, to see content. But OnlyFans is renowned for people who are using it for uh, selling nudes, you know, saucy videos. Adult content. Adult content, yeah. The thing is, OnlyFans didn't start out that way. No. It never started out as adult content. I I only knew about OnlyFans because of that. Because of that, yeah, that's how it blew up. Yeah. Because all these, you know, these, these... thoughts (laughs) thoughts <laughs> came on the scene and took over the platform. Yeah. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, because of the, I mean, just from what I've read, the porn industry doesn't make a lot of money now because there's so much free porn out there basically. And so a lot of Hallelujah. porn. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of porn stars are using the platform as another way of generating money. So of course their profiles yeah. are booming. But it's also paved the way for a lot of people who want to get into the industry or maybe not so much the porn industry, but the adult, so, I don't know, it's just the more adult side of things like modeling and stuff as well. So it's just a way for them to make more content. It's so common now though. I feel like like every like, one in 10 girls have an OnlyFans. Like it's, it's, people just want to make money. It's hugely saturated. This is what I found out. So that aside... So I, I wanted, if I was going to do OnlyFans and produce adult content <laughs> of myself, um, I wanted to make sure that it was going to be anonymous because I didn't want people seeing my face and linking it back to me. But the downside to that is where you're going to get your audience from. Exactly. So you start from scratch. So I couldn't 
rely on my YouTube subscribers to say, hey guys, look, I have an OnlyFans account. It'd be great if you could subscribe, check out my content. I don't think it's possible to start from scratch like yeah, that. You have, to, you have to build off of some sort of platform that you've already got, some sort of following. Yes. Instagram and Snapchat, I believe, can disable and or delete your account if you link back to OnlyFans, so you can't use those either. The only That's one why I've, most people use Linktree. Okay. Twitter was the one that I found. Twitter, so, you can post anything on there. Twitter, oh... This, Nothing is off limits on Twitter. You can post anything, literally anything. This is where it gets too tricky. Right? So there's a few hashtags that I was recommended, which linked to specific um, OnlyFans profiles. I followed maybe four or five different OnlyFans profiles. Well, that's annoying. It's not even my phone. Should I just carry on? Yeah, it's up to you. Okay. So I followed like four or five different OnlyFans profiles. And uh, as you can imagine, there are thousands of people who also follow these accounts. Those accounts, as in the OnlyFans accounts, they post probably every five minutes, something like that. It's really, really regular. And they say something like, you know, post your OnlyFans account below, blah, blah, whatever. So you can imagine on every post they make, there's a thread of everyone trying to promote themselves. And obviously the sooner you see their post hit, you're more likely to click on it because you're near the top. So as soon as OnlyFans post, you're there putting your responses in across multiple OnlyFans accounts, doing the same shit. So you can imagine already you've got like, I'm following five or six accounts, whatever it was. They're posting. It's under a new account. It's a new account. I was going to say, that's probably the best way to do it, actually, now that you're mentioning it. Yeah. Upload certain photos of yourself the, uh, to Twitter uh, to promote yourself like that. That's another story which I'll come back to. make sure it's not connected or get back to anyone on any other social platform that you have. Yes. If so you want to do from, it anonymous. From, it's, it's already difficult to, to be a guy on OnlyFans. It's difficult to be a guy who's anonymous. And then when you go on these hashtags, bang on these five channels or whatever, it's five, five profiles that I'm following, the amount of people who plaster their things under every <laughs> new comment that the OnlyFans account, or one of the, it's not like an official OnlyFans account, but like OnlyFans, um, I don't know, just profiles that have a lot of good following, you know. It's just a minefield and it's just people posting pictures of tits and minge and penises and arses and just some people have like these beautiful like glamorous as you could expect like very nice pictures and some people are just like using a phone camera that's come off like an old, like an old, old camera, grainy, dark, very unflattering, very varied in the kinds of bodies that you see. We're talking like lumpy and bumpy and tall and short and, you know, every sort of body type on there. So you just, it's just, I, it, I, you just get lost. It's just mad. And after a week of it, I still had zero followers 
no one gets in touch. And by zero followers, I mean on OnlyFans. I had about six, seven followers on Twitter itself, which is kind of cool. But it's just, I, I gave up. I was like, you, wait. It's, it's so relentless. Wait, just wait one second. Did you ask yourself who your audience probably would appeal to the most? Your content. I know who you would want it to appeal to, but in reality, who your main audience should be if this is your only, your only motivation. Are we talking Philippines? Are we talking... No, no I was going to say, that's not, that doesn't make any sense. Because if it's, if it's meant to be like... Um, well, this, this is how I look at it. If, if, I was, if I was you, and I was doing the same thing, I would want my target audience, preferably, to be females. Yes. You're saying the gay industry is going to be yearning a little Yes. More. Yeah. Would probably be your best well, bet. And you'd probably have the, to, if you, just want the, if you just want the money, then you have to target those people. Reddit is good for those kinds of groups because there's a lot of, a lot of it, communities based on the gay community on Reddit that, for OnlyFans, for this exact purpose. At the same time, you also have to go back to your morals. Is that in line with your morals? Look, as long as I'm not having a dick at my ass or I haven't got to show anything too <laughs> weird, it's only a photo, right? A photo's a photo. It doesn't matter if a guy's enjoying that's it great. or a girl. If that's great. If that's, if that's good for you, then yeah. Yeah, I don't. All then. I don't really care. I have that's limits. Great. I have limits, but that's... But this is the thing. So... <laughs> See, that's to, where it kind of ends for me, personally. <laughs> but um, you're, not, you're not actually having anything done to you I know so it's, but it's, it's just the idea that I'm put it's more what it's doing to me up here knowing that I'm putting this out there for this person for this like it just doesn't align with me it doesn't mean it's not right for someone else to do it I'm just saying well, for me I can easily make that separation for me I'm just creating content if someone wants to pay for it it doesn't matter if, if it's, yeah see you know, I, I find it very hard for me to separate myself from making content the trick I is the though, fucking content the trick is, <laughs> that I make creating the content so uh, yes. I, I, I literally I legit set up a whole photo shoot deliberately in a way that was arty in a sense of very nice lighting like it was all sort of black and white moody you know it's it good lighting <laughs> I impressed myself but I also had to make the background neutral enough that if someone looked in the background they don't go oh it's done, you know. They they couldn't identify me just any by anything on even I even photoshopped out my tattoo is how much I was like literally covering up. Um but the photos that I took I did um a lot of shirtless ones, a lot with, you know, my jeans undone, sort of open but not revealing. So it's all kind of like saucy photos, which I wouldn't mind sharing saucy. with anybody. They're kind of like the kind of sexy ones, you know, the public sexy yeah. ones. Yeah. They were the ones I was using on, on Twitter, but yeah, I got nothing back really. Oh no, no, I tell a lie. Oh my God, another story and half. I even off on a bit of a tangent with this as well. So there was these uh, people who seek you out, uh, sugar daddies and sugar, and sugar mamas. And I, I had people, I had some messages from uh, this one guy. He was probably in his fifties, I think. And he was talking all sweet to me. Wow. Um, and he was willing to pay, what was it now? Something like, 
I think it was like a thousand or thousand, one and a half thousand pound a, a week as what? like, as like a living, uh, for living. And then I think it was something like three or four grand in a lump sum at the end or some, I can't quite remember the, what he's saying now. To do what? Well, I can't say for everyone, but for this guy in particular, I was thinking pictures, video, he'd want like 24 seven care kind of shit. But actually he didn't want that. He, all he wanted was conversation because he was a lonely old Jesus. man. He just wanted yeah. the company. And I was like, this is sad though. It's like even more sad when people want that because they have to resort to these sorts of measures just to get conversation. Yeah. But this is, this is the very fine. This is where you got to be very careful because it was through OnlyFans and you can imagine the women on there particularly, but thousands of people are posting photos and trying to get followers and all that kind of stuff. And people like him are scouring these threads, looking for somebody to scam because it got to the point where I had to send him my, he wouldn't do it through OnlyFans. He wouldn't pay through OnlyFans. So instantly you go, okay, yeah, that's, well, nah, that's a red flag. Yeah. But I thought as long as I, as long as he can't identify anything of mine, I'll see how far I can push it. The thing is when you're paying through the platform, you automatically get their details. You know exactly who they are because it's right through their bank and you get their full details. That's probably why he didn't want to do that as well. Maybe. Because that's the only way you can pay. Don't ask me how I know this. <laughs> but you can't, you can't use PayPal. Can't he, use any of that shit. It's he, straight transfer. He wanted me to send me my PayPal details so he could send me a direct wire to my account. And I was like, Googling, is there a way he can find out who I am through my PayPal account, basically? And I didn't... I, I can't remember. This is going back a, a month or so ago now, so I can't quite remember. But what I did, I, I created a new Another email PayPal. account, mm. a new PayPal account, and linked the two together. And I don't think I linked a bank account at that point. So it was, it's very much a case of I read, I had an, I changed my name. I had an alias that I use as my name for this OnlyFans account. So, so go, the thing is, you can transfer it into your PayPal transfer that PayPal onto your other PayPal to your bank. Exactly. Yes. That, that's what I was going to do. So I gave him my PayPal details and he sent me a screenshot of the money being set up. So it was like this amount, this account, pay now sort of thing. Or something, something like that. But before he could submit it, <clears throat> I had to buy um, like a, a G... What was it? Um, G pay... Something like that, yeah. And I was like, "What is Why? that?" Why and I googled would you it. Do that? I googled it, and it's like it's like, like a like a an iTunes voucher type thing, but it's it's like a Google account, it's like a Google voucher thing. And I was like, like "Why would you have pounds. to pay? Why would you have to pay when he's the one that's supposed to be paying?" Yeah, he was insisting that I buy that, and I was like, "I'm not buying that." For what? Even, even if he did, what? even if it was genuine, and he did send me like the one and a half grand, that fifty pound would be worth still spending. But I was like. No, I'm not doing that. What? Are you, what? No. What was the reason for you buying it? Was it to give it to him or buying it for yourself? Like, I don't understand. I think it was to give to him. I think I had to buy the yeah, scam. I, I buy the buy the voucher thingy, and then I had to give him the code for that. That's a that's a scam. I know. <laughs> He's giving you yeah, the 
I felt so used. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking what a decade. <laughs> then interestingly, I, on another thread, another post of mine, you know, a day or so later, some guy was again wanting the same sort of thing. Not in terms of the that was that was through direct messaging, by the way, but in terms of the public th- like chat, he was asking. He wanted to be my sugar daddy, blah blah blah. But the guy's name was slight variant. It's like maybe a different capital here or something, but it's the same name, same person, same photo, well, different photo, same guy using a different account. I'm thinking, how many accounts does he have and how many people does he try and scam? Yeah, because the, the whole, even his whole concept of trying to scam makes no sense. Why would no. you buy to buy him something when he's the one wanting something from you? If he wanted the fucking whatever it is, you just buy it himself. Like, it's well, not even a clever if- scam. If you think about all the people who are gullible or stupid enough to, to do that, that's like £50 per person and he hasn't got to do anything. Yeah, well, what, you yeah. really have to filter out the idiots that would actually do something like that. Well, yeah. Which probably, probably quite so a few many, out there, so especially many, on OnlyFans. So many girls, particularly, who were putting themselves out there for whatever reason, money, fame, both, you know, and they'll do anything to get to get followers, especially if they think they're going to get a sugar daddy who can look after them for like two grand or whatever it is a month, a week or something. It's just, it's mad. But then I started thinking because of that happened, I was like, okay, well, how many sugar daddies or sugar mamas are there? I didn't know there was a sugar mama, to be honest. I was like, there's got to be something like that. I Googled it and I was like, okay, there was, there was a term sugar mama. So I yeah. searched, I searched the hashtags for it and I've, I've picked up a few women looking to, um, looking to supply or looking, looking to pay for that kind of thing. Oh wow! So I chat to good... if, I chat to a few people, and they and eventually went down the same route. Oh really? Yeah, oh, there's a lot of no. lot of scammers out there. Well, see now you just basically you're back to square one. You have to build up your your second audience from scratch, or you use your current audience to an extent. Yeah, but so it's anyway, just, if you build up from scratch, it's so relentless. Like I say, just the five accounts that I follow on Twitter, it's just. You're there on twi- on just the one channel, refreshing your page, and you're seeing a new post, a new tweet, and you and you're there with your details. Follow me, blah blah blah. You know, trying to entice them as to why they should follow you. Maybe upload a photo, and then you're just doing that for every time there's a new post across multi channels. It's just like, and not to not get anything. It's it's demeaning. It's wasting my time. It's just heartening. It's hard. It's really hard. And like you said earlier, so many people now, it's just so saturated. And the thing is, it's easier for females because if you look a certain way, certain age, piece yeah. of piss. Exactly. It's, it's a lot easier. They, and they can use their current, like Instagram, all that. So it's a lot easier for them. I followed this one girl who looked very easy on the eye. And she had this game like a spin the wheel thing. It's all like pre-programmed stuff. So you, <clears throat> you you pay a fee. I think it was like $5 or something. I thought just for a laugh, <laughs> you know. And on this That's wheel, good. on this wheel, it says things like, you know, um, solo masturbation video, um, blowjob video, um, naked pictures, you know, several nudes, kind all that kind of stuff. And like I said, it's all computer generated. So that she presses the button. She shows like she'll, she'll record a screen so you, you can see her doing it. And then she presses the button and the wheel goes round and around and it lands on something. And I got um, a blowjob video and I was thinking, 
how is this going to work then? So I think it was like a, I don't know, later that same evening, the video came through and I was like, oh God, here we go. I swear to God, it was the most horrible thing I've ever seen. What was wrong, Dan? Well, the all of her photos look so nice. She looks so pretty. And the video looked like a completely different person. I mean, it was the same person, but it... it you've was seen... Was the lighting off? The lighting was off. It looked like... It, it's a bit like, grainy, though. But yeah. You know how, like, some photos, it was all, like, nice and warm and, and lovely lighting and soft. It was all, like, harsh lighting. It was quite cold-looking. It was, it was grainy. She was not wearing any makeup and she was spotty. Which, you know, normal... How, how, long, was the, how long was the video? Surely at least 30 five. seconds or something. 30 seconds? Something like that. Yeah, it wasn't particularly long. I don't think it was particularly long. But it was her boyfriend, I presume, who was the guy. So all you're seeing is like as if he was filming her looking down. So you're seeing that whole thing. But you know those those particular porn stars who go like proper over the top with noise and like, oh, it's so unattractive. I looked at it and I was like, fuck it, yeah, that's horrible. I'm not going to get my money back for it. Mm, sorry this happened to you, mate. So, yeah, my, my week of using OnlyFans, um, if I had to give advice, I'd say don't bother. Just get yourself a real job. <laughs> it's like honestly, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a waste of time that was. And I've got some nice photos out of it, though. I said, oh, I yeah. If I can find another p- way to repurpose the photos for my socials, I wouldn't mind sharing them. Because they're quite not, I mean, apart from them not including my head, they're quite nice photos, I think. I mean, I suppose if you were to, God forbid, uh, end up on my side of life, the single side, you've got some new uh, dating profile photos, Dan. Yeah, I'd, I'd put my head in, in everything there. <laughs> Actually, no, I did take some full moods. Well, that can be for your more in-depth discussions with uh, certain people on those applications. Yeah. Well, for what it's worth, I never I never saw the light of day. But the more saucier, kind of teasy, arty ones, they, 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 they're around on the internet somewhere. But I, yeah, the nude ones, they have not. The lighting's good, though. <laughs> okay well thank you for watching and listening to this podcast um i know we've gone into a lot of detail probably more than you <laughs> ever thought you'd want to get into um but it's been an interesting discussion i've enjoyed it shay thanks for uh spending your evening with me talking about all this kind of crap as well always a pleasure <laughs> always here if you need a shoulder to lean on <laughs> yeah and just banter, yeah. Good old banter. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, we've really enjoyed having you here. So if you want any, uh, if you've got any ideas for some future subjects and podcasts, do let us know in the comments below. And we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>